0: Got questions? We've got all the answers when it comes to sex and more. This is the A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. Every week, we pick a series of topics that you've been wanting to know about. It's an encyclopedia of sex, intimacy, relationships, and so much more than that. Let's get things started. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. I'm a psychologist, sex and intimacy coach, and an advanced gender, sex and relationship diversity therapist. And I have spent the last 30 plus years helping people to create and maintain relationships that they desire that contain sizzling sex without shame. We are working our way through the erotic alphabet one letter at a time. And this week, the letter is N and N is for no shame. Joining me on the show today is Lisa Holmgren, who's an intimacy and relationship coach and has been for more than a decade. She guides her clients through modern challenges and exploring the many roles of power and fantasy. Knowing for her empathi- known for her empathetic nature and direct style, Leah empowers her clients to feel safe in celebrating their authentic sexuality. She holds an MS in negotiation and conflict resolution from Columbia University and a BS in biopsychology from Turrell University. She's a certified wellness coach and life coach as well as a certified hypnotist. And she's an Amazon number one best-selling author and has been featured in numerous media media outlets. She's got a book that's just come out called Hook Up Without Heartbreak. And um it is uh, going to be the subject of some of what we talk about today. So, hooking up uh, and sexual experience with no shame. Welcome to the show, Lisa.
2: Hi, hi. Thank you for having me. Hello. Sorry, I and I called you Lisa, and that yes, it's it's, it's Le- Leah. It's Leah. I'm so <laughs> yes, sorry. No worries. So, um, I
1: you know, people who listen to the show know that I am. Um, we spend a lot of time talking about sex and sex without shame and and how important it is that people understand that women just don't want just love and, and that the myth that women want, only want sex with love is, is that a myth? It's bullshit. Um, That actually women want sex too, and they want to be able to have hookups um, in ways that don't harm them and don't harm their partners. And so this is definitely something that you are, I've been writing about and talking about for some time. How important do you think this is?
2: I think it's very important for the society to realize this because, uh, and especially for men as well, because uh, I think we're going through transformation where women do not have to be the good girls anymore and they are allowed to take a first step and they are allowed to ask for pleasure. So I think it's a very important time for us right now. Do you think that, um,
1: it's hard because we don't actually have female models for this. So when women tend to do this, a lot of times they take on the male model of what a hookup should look like and be like, and the male model sucks really, you know, <laughs> the, male model, the male model of a hookup isn't, isn't great. It, it often doesn't treat people with respect. Um, so do you, do you think
2: there's, there's, there is a female model or do we have to develop that? I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't use the genders as an example, you know, because I think that that there are some men they are gentle. There are some women they are they are mm. acting like men. But but I think in general, um, in my book, I don't try to tell women to be like men. Uh, I, I acknowledge their vulnerability. I, know, I acknowledge the nature and nurture, and I acknowledge the feelings that many w- women develop after having casual sex, and I just think that women get disproportionately attached. And uh, I just want them to be able to deal with those emotions right ways. So what, you know? what do you,
1: think? I mean, so I hear you and I normally don't use gendered terms as much, but I yes. think that when we talk about this, the gendered terms are often useful to kind of signpost that, that we're working on a model. Basically, we haven't heard from women on this subject long term. It's not that it mm-hmm. hasn't been there. There are plenty of, of people who have... Hot, hooked up, particularly non-monogamous people, and I I am non-monogamous, so I can speak to this, who have had uh, sex for sex's sake and sex for sexual enjoyment's sake without becoming disproportionately attached. Mm-hmm. So without making a romantic relationship out of a sexual liaison, yes. but that finding a model to learn how to do that has not been easy.
2: Because um, I think we're we're told we should be attached, right? Um, yeah. it's so the double standards, you know, like, um, as, as you said, like, if you're a model for something like that, you're going to go through a lot of shaming and through a lot of, a uh, lot of like harassment from guys and girls and, and women. So that's probably making it more complicated for someone wanting to be the role model of this. So what, what,
1: I mean, what do you advise people when they're looking at things like, what if you only want a one maybe only want a one night stand in terms of dealing with this sort of stigma that goes with that?
2: Well, no shame. As, as we said, you know, I want women to understand that they have a body and they are, have a right to enjoy their bodies. We are born to, and also humans are not really monogamous from nature. So this is everything. This 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 story that the society brought on us since agriculture times that women need to be fightful and good girls that they need to behave. We just have to start getting rid of this these beliefs. So I'm help I'm helping women to be proud of enjoying their bodies, to not feeling ashamed because I think shame is so detrimental to our mental well being and and physical well being as well. So that's like my biggest biggest goal with the book to have. Shameless, shame-free environment for women, and understanding that having casual sex is okay if you feel like it, if you I, want to do it.
1: I mean, I do think that's so important, and it. I mean, obviously, shame shame causes damage in all sorts of places. It it definitely interferes with orgasm. It definitely <laughs> it definitely makes. Um, the aftermath of sexual encounter is much more difficult. And it also, I think, adds into that disproportional attachment. So if we go by what society has often acculturated us into, if I have sex with somebody and enjoy it, then I've got to love them and I kind of have to marry them or at least be in a long-term relationship with them or get really attached to them because otherwise it makes me a whore, a slut, uh, something. Um, And so uncoupling that I would agree is really important. Yeah. What kind of skills do you need to be able to do that kind of uncoupling, do you think?
2: I think it's important to know yourself and understand where is your fear coming from? Why do you feel ashamed? Is it because something that your family told you to to be when you were growing up? Is it because your peers told you that you are a slut or you, it's not good to have casual sex and I always love to analyze things and I do it the same in the book like know yourself better what do you really want in life if you just want pleasure and you want to enjoy you want to explore and go for it and of course women get that touched also because of the nature for example oxytocin there is nothing we can do about it but I just want to want women to know that look when I feel I'm in love with someone I barely know I am actually not in love it feels like I'm in love and in a couple of weeks I'll be fine <laughs> and it's very important for women to know this so they can they can adjust accordingly
1: I love that. You know, the idea of when I feel like I'm in love with somebody I've known for two or three weeks, I'm really not in love. Yeah. Um, and it's very important. I mean, I think, yes, there's the chemical thing. And that is certainly, I mean, oxytocin's a bonding hormone, but that isn't necessarily a falling in love hormone. We secrete oxytocin at other times where we don't make that kind of an association, but we do make it when it has to do with sexual um, contact a lot of the time and, and, and learning how to deal with that lovely bonding feeling without then making the mental next step of, and this means happily ever after, or, or, and this means I'm on the relationship escalator and there I go down the road is really important. Um, but, so I wonder what, what I certainly see a lot of women who feel that, um, shame, even wanting to have casual sex. Mm -hmm. And so you're first looking at them enjoying their bodies, but then, Trying to seek a partner who they can do this with and still feel safe with is another really difficult issue Um, emotionally safe with.
2: How do you mean it safe with emotionally that he's not going to hurt them or, or how do you mean it? Can you just go a little bit deeper into that? So
1: emotionally safe that somebody is not going to treat them badly. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're not going to go and, and, and talk, tell rumors to all the people out in the world about them. They're not going to um, be dismissive of them. They're not going to ghost them. They're going to be an adult, a, 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 you know, a companionable adult. If they're going to share my body, they're not going to, to be rude. Um, that sort of thing.
2: I think setting boundaries is extremely important when you set boundaries with someone like that, and, and you see if they're, they're behaving and they're, they're, you know, you say, don't talk about this with your friends. Let's keep this discreet. You will find out sooner or later. And what is, what is a good indication as well? I listen and observe how he's talking about others. And that is a really good indicator of knowing. If he's talking about other women, he's sharing with me who he had sex with or maybe with his friends while I'm around and I can hear it and I can be sure he's going to talk about me as well. So it's a, it's a lot about the personality. But I think it's not only around sex. You want to know the people you're hanging out with, even if they're friends. Absolutely. So that's like super important, you know. And in... It depends like how much you want to disclose to this person. Sometimes you have one night nice deal with someone who barely knows your last name. I mean, it happens and, and maybe sometimes it's better if they don't, <laughs> you know. So, you know, tiptoe into the relationship. They don't disclose anything that could harm you from, from the beginning. And as you're knowing this person better, you can disclose a little bit more. And, and I, I just would be careful with, with people I don't know.
1: Okay, um, I'm going to pick up this one uh, when we come back from some words from our sponsors because I think it's an important point. Okay. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: Do you have questions about sex and intimacy? Many are too embarrassed to ask, but we've got to know the answers, right? That's where the A to Z of sex comes in. Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee explores every aspect of sex, intimacy, and more. Find out the real answers with Dr. Lori Beth and her expert guests. We also hear from individuals who have experienced the issues we talk about, no matter your gender, sexual preference, or desire. You're welcome here. Learn your erotic ABCs by listening every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Health & Wellness.
2: Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community.
1: everyone welcome to the a to z of sex me dr laurie beth bisbee and this is the second segment of n is for no shame and i'm with leah holmgren and we're talking about female sexuality just before the break we were talking about um how much you let somebody know about you um, if you're going to be having casual hookups and i i kind of wanted to highlight something about this which is interesting so the assumption is that In this case, you're starting with the sex, but not everybody does that. Um, Sometimes people want to get to know the person that they're going to choose to have casual sex with, but they don't want to have a romantic relationship with that person. So there's a couple of ways of going about having the sexual contact. One is to go about it from the point of view of, I just want to enjoy my body. And so there, I think what you were saying before the break about not really sharing too much with the person about the rest of your life until you know them better or even ever, you may not decide to know them better, is is definitely the way to go. But sometimes you want to make a friendship first and see whether or not you like this person as a human before you say, yeah, let's go and and enjoy ourselves. And I don't know that we have a model for that either. We're kind of, you know, even when we're given permission, sometimes women, I hear women say this, um, and and non-binary folks say this quite quite a bit, you get Oh, I'm just going to be friends with benefits. And then then you get all the kind of writing around how to make your best friend your lifetime partner, right? There doesn't seem to be the space between those two things.
2: Yeah. No, that's a, I feel like if you already work on the friendship and then you start having sex, it's almost like you're having a relationship. You know, it's it's super difficult then. if Imagine you like someone as a friend and then you have sex with someone, then you are basically dating someone, you know. So my book is more for the women that are trying to just have casual sex you know, that, that it doesn't have to be regular. They want to try maybe multiple partners. They want to navigate through this like, oh my God, I got attached. And what do I do now? Because it's the unwanted feeling. You want to have fun and suddenly you end up attached to someone that is quite uncomfortable. <laughs> so I, I'm providing them tips how to, how to deal with this. And also imagine you go out and you have, you're in a bar, you meet someone, you really click with that night and it ends up in the bath. And then what do you do? You know, it, it can get messy afterwards. So these are like more the hookups that I'm talking about. Because so I feel like with the friendship and the, the long-term casual sex friendship, oh gosh, that can get really... Um, God, painful. I disagree. <laughs> I,
1: I so disagree with that. I mean, some of my favorite relationships are long-term friends with benefits. Really? Yeah. 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 I have a couple of really good friendships where sometimes we have sex and sometimes we don't. And we don't want to be in a romantic relationship with each other. But there are t- we're attracted to each other. We enjoy yeah. physical yeah. contact. We enjoy sex. Um, but we have really good friendships. And they're long-term. You can pick them up and put them down. Um, v- there's no shame involved. They're very easy because um, mm-hmm. they understand my life and I understand their lives. We have a lot of respect for each other. Um, I think hookups are different, and I think hook, hook, hookups are somewhat more complicated. I mean, there's the safety thing. So there's the physical safety as well as the emotional safety um, yeah. that comes with a hookup. Um, but um, but I don't. I actually don't find friendships that include sex sometimes as problematic. But that may also be because I am non-monogamous, and so that's part of my relationship structure. As part of my understanding of relationships, that kind of relationship is something that I can have or not have. Whereas I think if you've been educated into monogamy, anytime you have an emotional connection with somebody where you add a physical connection, it starts to get very complicated.
2: Well, one of my tips in the book is have multiple lovers on rotation. And this is exactly what I suggest to women to do, because once you start getting attached with one, then you have other guys. And it's kind of like interesting to rotate them if you're in this time of exploration. And and I also think women get attached and then they miss all the chances to explore in sex and the non-monogamy aspect, and they're wasting time with one person that is not even someone who they could date for long term trying to get him love them. And I think that's what I'm trying to, to help because I don't want women to waste time. I want them to have fun. I want them to be able to manage these relationships. It is not easy. You seem to have a really good <laughs> relationship management. And again, if you're non-monogamous, that helps. Um,
1: well, yeah, I mean, I'm non-monogamous, so I'm not expecting yeah. to have one person exactly. that's going to meet all my needs. So yeah. <clears throat> for me, I can have fun for the rest of my natural life and that's okay yeah. with my partner that I live with or with other partners or both, because it's not in my worldview that living with somebody or marrying them, and I am married, stops me exploring with other people. If it's in your worldview that you have to do either or, then attachments become more of a difficulty because once somebody starts to get emotionally attached, the casualness of the relationship goes.
2: But don't you have one of those guys that you like more than the others? At times, because that usually happened to me. I, I was also like, I, I have had troubles with monogamy as well. But, but um, when I used to do this like super non-monogamy lifestyle, I had this problem that sometimes one of those guys was just so much better than the others. <laughs> and well, I, I would want to see him more. I, I mean, certainly for me, first of all, you know, like I'm I'm I'm
1: uh, attracted to all genders, so it isn't mm-hmm. always a guy. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I don't. I mean. I have different types of relationships with different people. I'm married mm-hmm. to this one person because I enjoy spending that much more time with him, right? Mm-hmm. I enjoy living with him. So, yeah, you could say I like him better than the others. I don't know that I like him better than the others. I love him. I love others for mm-hmm. other reasons. I do more with him, um, and I've chosen to live with him, but – um Yeah, there are times I like other people more than him, you know. Um, I don't, (laughs) but I don't, but I don't feel like I, but I don't do a lot of comparing because I really am non-monogamous and I've worked on my, my thinking and, and my emotional patterning so that it's not, it's, that's monogamous thinking when you're going, you like one more than the others and that means something. If I like spending time with one more than the other temporarily, then that's what I do. I don't worry about it. I don't yeah. I don't take the next step, which is it means, oh, I like him more than I like him or her. That means that I should then live with somebody, marry them. Right? It doesn't mean anything other than oh, I'm enjoying this right now. Yeah, live and in the moment. It's very important. It's so it's a live in the moment, but you can still make plans for the future. You decide, I mean, everybody does this differently for me i don't i don't do a lot of one night stands anymore because the kinds of stuff i like to do sexually i need to trust somebody too much mm-hmm. so i i can't get that trust quickly um yeah. it it takes a bit so i don't do that anymore that's but that's the reason i don't hook up not for any shame or anything it's because i know that what i want to do is really intense and that means i i really want to know the person a lot better yeah
2: makes sense you know everyone has their own comfort level and as we are growing up or we are getting in certain ages we are different like i was doing something else when i was 20 and and 30 and now i'm almost 40 so i have different expectations from my partners and i think it's it's up to the woman to realize what they want and what makes them feel good and uh, i just really think that women should as you said think more about okay there is something else than monogamy I'm, I'm allowed to be be having multiple lovers. I'm allowed to explore and it doesn't I don't want to waste my time with the attachment and thinking that I have to always get married with someone when I have to settle down.
1: And that's so I, I mean I think that's sort of an totally ap- agree. Th- I think the important part of that is this idea that um, there's two bits that I have issue with this 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 idea first of all, the idea that that we have to get attached and I think that we're trained to think that way. And so the idea that, you are helping people to not have to do that. That actually getting attached is a choice and you can choose to get attached to somebody when you're looking to live with somebody or you're looking to have a romantic relationship. But when you're not, you can also choose not to get attached. So when you feel that developing, you can do something with that, which I think is really important. Yes. Um, and, and that you need skills to do that. And so the idea is to look at the skills you need, but also this idea that it isn't like, oh, when you're younger, you can play the field, but then there's a time to settle down. Some people never settle down. And you can choose that too. You don't have to live with somebody if you don't want to.
2: No, you don't. You can be with many, it's fine. You can date just like I feel like younger people have less less importance for the safety we are yeah. crazier when we're younger that's how it is <laughs> and you know like now I, I, I probably would want to know the guy too before I would hook up with him when I was younger I didn't really care I saw him he's, he's hot and that's all what mattered you know or she's hot I'm also bisexual so so it, it's interesting but exactly that's what the book provides I want help women to have those Tips, how to not get attached, how to get this out of their system, get it out of their head so they can enjoy freely and explore options that are out there.
1: So what what do you think is the most important thing to preventing yourself from going down that typical attachment route?
2: Just I think understanding of our biology is important. So then you can talk yourself out and say, hey, you know what, let me give, give, me, give myself 14 days and then I will, you know, analyze again, if I'm still attached to this guy and then understanding what is so great about him that I want to give my life to this man. Like
1: why 14 days? Why 14 days? Like
2: 14 days. It's almost like the cycle of of menstrual cycle of women from ovulation to the period. And it tends to be like the time when we are mostly attached, if we don't really have uh, contact with this guy. And it's almost like women don't really know if they get pregnant until they get their period. So like we need to be around the guy or, or even in the past, we needed to be with the with the male for a while to get pregnant. And then of course we needed him to be around us because if we get pregnant back in the days, we would be eaten by predators if we don't have male around us. So it's kind of like subconscious that, oh my gosh, we get this anxiety, we want this, this man to be around. And after that time, we don't need that much. So I, I, if it worked for me, like the 14 days is such a magic number that you're really attached to someone
1: so you think so you think that some of this is is about um is about an unconscious concern that that yeah. actually you've gotten pregnant and exactly. um, and that the, from the biological need to have the mate around to help you care for the child that people 100%. get overly attached until they know that they're not <laughs> pregnant Exactly. And so it's, i it's, would be very interested to know if yeah. women who don't have don't have pregnancy as a worry because they've had hysterectomies because so there are younger women who yeah. have to have them yeah. as well or birth control uh, too but i don't think birth it's control encoded, whether that changes with, whether yeah, that yeah. changes that or whether this is more of a
2: this is just evolutionary and it's so deeply encoded in us that i think that the 50 years of birth control is not going to change it as fast i think we're going to be changing slowly but this was a fascinating finding for me and it makes total sense to me, so it's it's the fourteen days. And then another one is like, really, like what is so great about this man? What am I actually craving? We need to know like why do I wanna be with him? What is he giving me I can't give to myself? And then that's helps a lot too, because oftentimes we just want a little bit of intimacy and fun and someone to hug us and we are making this fantasy of marriage out of it. And I don't I, I think it's just really it's it's a tough one you know we're wasting our time and and when you think like what is so great about him you realize there is not much that is so great that why i'm feeling this way (laughs) okay so we are um i'm just about to go on break again
1: and i will pick that up when we get off from some words from our sponsors after this next break
2: your life, your health,
1: your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests... We'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific,
0: on Voice America Health & Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems.
1: Hey everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this is segment three of N is for no shame. And I am with Leah Holmgren. Um, before the break, uh, we were talking about the tips because of attachment. So one of the things you were saying was what is this guy giving you? That's so great. And so wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, what is it that you think that people come up with at that point? Um, which really you're like, oh, wait a minute. Why? Why? Why is this um, so amazing and wonderful?
2: A lot of times women say, oh, he makes me feel so good or he makes me feel so happy and I don't feel lonely when I'm around him or he's so funny. Well, guess what? Like, You can be happy with yourself. And I think it's ultimately number one importance to be happy with ourselves and be happy in our own skin. And then we will be happy in general. We don't need anyone else to make us happy. But we oftentimes think that we find a partner who will make us happy when we are not. And that's that's a wrong approach. And the same is like, he's funny. Sure, he's funny. But guess what? Half of my friends are funny too. I don't need to sleep with someone to be entertained and have like fun conversation. You know, so So these are the, the most things that I hear. So here's something that, uh, that concerns me when
1: I hear stuff like this, yeah. is that I, I do believe that sometimes women are looking for sex in order to have closeness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, this idea, and in order to feel valuable and worthy, right? Yeah. So this idea is someone makes you happy, you know, that, that what you've just said is so important. It all starts from ourselves and it all starts from our work on this ourselves. And I do think that if you're going to have casual hookups, you do a lot better having casual hookups when you feel good about you and you're not looking for validation from somebody. Instead, So instead, what you're looking for is the sexual enjoyment, not validation. But I think a lot of times when people do go for casual hookups, what they're actually looking for is validation, not enjoyment. Would you
2: agree with that? Absolutely. Yes. It's validation feeling like I can You know someone is interested in me i'm still sexy you know and as you said a lot of women just want intimacy they don't necessarily want sex and then the issue is that they meet someone they want intimacy but of course men want sex and then they have sex and they don't feel good about it because at the beginning they did not want sex to start with they wanted someone to be to be around to be intimate maybe have some hug and kiss and they agreed to sex which might be traumatizing after all, and that's why I'm teaching women to really be honest with yourself. What are you looking for? Are you looking for a friend, intimacy, someone to hug you? Then I think casual sex is not the right thing for you in that moment. Are you looking just for pure pleasure? Then go for it. So you're asking what you're asking people to do then is to be clear
1: about what it is that they desire, um, yes.
2: and to be doing that before. They're going out and making a choice. Exactly. That would be the ideal situation. If you made a choice and you're not happy about it or you feel bad, then I have the tips to help you how to <laughs> overcome this, This I would call it pain. Although I, I don't think we should have pain after casual sex, to be honest with you, because it's to me, it's so insignificant to fall in love with someone after one night stand. But many people, and I was there myself, I did feel and I told him I'm in love after one night stand. <laughs> so yeah. You know, one of the things
1: that I've noticed is that sometimes one of the reasons that people fall after a one night stand is because even if even though they've decided they're having a one night stand, it's because they've decided they're gonna have sex with somebody without attachment right and so they've allowed themselves to be a certain way with the person and uh, and get involved in sexual activities that they might actually be concerned about getting involved with with somebody who is a potential partner they've allowed themselves to be more free because they've allowed themselves to be more free and they haven't been rejected and they've enjoyed themselves they then fall in love because this person gives them an experience that other people they've been in relationships with haven't but it's not that this person's giving them the experience it's that they've been more willing because they weren't considering the person relationship material
2: yes and that's what i'm also uh, telling like if you already have casual sex don't have shame be free and enjoy Because a lot of times women are so scared, oh, am I looking great, I have a couple of more pounds, is my outfit great? No, don't worry about it. Guy is going to be horny and men are easy to please. If he likes you, he wants to go on a date with you, enjoy yourself and your body and, and let him please you and have the best possible time without the worry. And I think that will make the sex also really great if we are not worried.
1: So. Well, co- confidence makes sex really great.
2: I mean, yeah. that, that that's one of the
1: things that is most attractive to anyone of any gender is sexual confidence. Somebody who knows what they
2: desire and is willing to, to get it is very, very attractive. Yeah, um, For the other party, but like for yourself, just, just thinking about me and, and in that situation or, or other women, you know, if I'm having sex with someone for the first time and all I worry about is how I look like. It's not going to be the best sex of of my life.
1: No, I mean it's it's <laughs> when when I say sexual confidence, I yeah. mean like you just know what you want and you're exactly. going to go get it, and those are, that's when you're not worried about what you look like or or how yes. you perform. You know, 100%. that's when you're just there to be in the moment and enjoy yourself. So, yeah. but we know that people find it very difficult to get out of their heads.
2: Yeah, I, sadly, it's tough, but. You know, I think that women were, at least me, when I was growing up, I was reading all these magazines that were telling me how to please a man. And I was like, okay, I was was brought up to be a man pleaser, how to cook for him, how to dress up for a date, how to please him, how to give him a blowjob and all these things. And I think that's so encoded in us that now we have to retrain ourselves and know that now it's... It's, it's, he needs to please me i i want to get oral sex on the first date although only 10 percent of women do and 55 percent of men get blowjob on the first day it's not fair so i think it's all about bringing awareness to this topic and retraining female brains to 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 feel confident and know that they deserve to be pleased they should not be ashamed to ask for pleasure and hey did you forget to lick me or what you know like a lot of women would never ask that so
1: um, so you're maintaining that a lot of times the reason women don't get pleasure in a sexual encounter is because they're not asking for what they want.
2: They don't ask what they want. The guys don't really know what to do. Sometimes maybe guys uh, don't feel it's important. You would be surprised how many men don't even know how to please women orally. They're scared to even do it. It's... It's a very strange world out there. Still, I,
1: I wouldn't be. I, I'm. I'm not surprised by that at all. I teach no. a class on. I teach a class on oral sex. Oh great! Um, and, <laughs> I'm so um happy you do. <laughs> it's oral sex. You know, it's all sex for everyone. So I go over all the different anatomy bits. Um, but I'm not surprised at all because um, it's. Where would somebody learn that? I mean, realistically, yeah. um, Given that we know that that um, certainly people with fem- with vaginas. Don't learn about self pleasure. Um,
2: where would we? Where would they learn that? Nobody's I know, teaching and them that. Guys, neither. Like guys, guys don't, There are no publications for men. Really, they they are teaching them how to do it. I mean, for well, us women, I, when we do sexual, like bisexual or, or like lesbian, we kind of have the intuition a little bit more, but when the guy, like, what is he supposed to, what is he supposed to learn? Like sometimes you read these magazines and you're like, what are they telling them to do? What? <laughs> well, you only
1: have the information a little bit more if you actually look at your, look at your anatomy. I mean, this is part of the thing is that um, we're not even uh, told that it's acceptable to look at our own anatomy. I mean it's it's much easier for, obviously it's much easier for people who have penises because the penis is on the outside of the body so it's easier to figure out what to do with it so it's harder to figure out what to do with hidden parts but wh- if you don't look at yourself you're not going to know where your bits are you won't even be able to necessarily explain to your partner what you want them to do and then having the courage to say no please move this way or that way or this feels good or that doesn't feel good or you know i i i, I mean one of the things I've discovered is, particularly with heteronormative people,
2: people don't talk about sex. So how are they supposed to have a good no. sexual experience if they don't even discuss what they like? They don't. Like, I, I coached couples. They were married for five or ten years. And when I asked them what turns her on or what turns him on, like your husband or your wife, they wouldn't know. Like, so we don't have these conversations. And I'm like, okay, that's very interesting. And that was so often that this was happening. People well, and
1: so... In my experience, if you are um, if you are kinky or if you have a sexuality that is outside the norm, then you're far more likely to have a conversation before you have sex because you have to figure out whether the other person's going to match with you. Yeah. Because um, you don't know. It's not automatic. Whereas if you're heteronormative, people just assume that the person they pick up in the bar is going to match with them because they're attracted to each other. So they don't discuss anything. They assume that like by osmosis this person's gonna know and and create sexual satisfaction which of course is rubbish so um i don't even want to talk about the percentage of women who fake orgasm the first date so casual sex when you're faking orgasm is diabolically
2: sad really so the guy can do more of what didn't work (laughs) it's tough yeah it's i think we, we just in general people need sex education and mm. Sadly, we don't have any such sex education in schools. It's not that great. I mean, maybe in Europe is a little bit better in the U.S. Not really, it's pretty tough. Not really. Okay. Not really. So no. <laughs> and it's it's difficult. It's just like they're making it more taboo, which is, you know should be quite the opposite because good sex and healthy sex is very good for us in general. When we're happy at home, we are probably more productive and healthy. But yeah. That's why we're doing this job, I guess. <laughs> yeah,
1: no. So um, so you talked about like helping people deal with ghosting.
2: So let's talk a bit about that because yeah. ghosting feels pretty lousy.
1: Yeah, um,
2: it's the worst, really. It's the worst. I, I interviewed 50 guys and only about two of them told me, oh, when I don't want to see her again. what?" Do you, I, I asked, what do you do? And They said, I would just not reply to her, block her. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, seriously, who does that? I, I told them to the women, I'm like, if he does that, then be happy that he did that because you do not want to have this guy in your life in any shape or form, like as a friend, as a partner, as a lover, I would not want to have human with this moral in my life. So be happy. You eliminated him.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that I talk about with people. Like if somebody behaves that look, if you've allowed somebody access to your physical person and they are not person enough to say, thank you. I had a good time and I would like to leave it here. I don't, You know, I don't like to have contact with people again. That's my thing. I kind of, I'm a one and done person. That's how I feel. You should have actually discussed that beforehand. So you're going into it consensually with the right. I mean, this is where I start with people. First of all, have the conversation. So you're going in consensually with the right idea. My partner and I both know that what we're doing here is we want to have casual sex and that we're not planning on staying in contact afterwards. If we decide to change our mind and like you might write to me and say, you know, I really had a good time and I know we said we weren't going to see each other again, but is it possible to see each other again? Then if I say no, you should be like, okay, fine, because we agreed we weren't going to. But if you can't even actually speak to the person, when you've been inside their body, that is just terrible. This rude. Yeah. It's, it's just rude. And why rude. would you want to be involved with somebody that yeah. doesn't have the courage to at least yeah. be polite to you?
2: Exactly. As it, it can be anything. You know, just be honest. Say, you know, I don't want to. Sorry, but uh, whatever it is. I, I teach men. I have a chapter there. Do not hurt people. Don't say, hey, I don't want to be with you because... You know whatever something physical or or, you know i don't want to traumatize the person but say you know what it's just not for me i think it was a great experience thank you and that's it but guys love to leave their doors open they told me that they're like you know what what if i'm really desperate one day and then i have her number i can call her for a quick quick sex that's what men do like if guy tells you 10 times he's busy and then suddenly after four months he tries to see you then you know why because you're like at the very end of his list and maybe he's really desperate because of three other lovers had no time and he's horny. Now he's reaching out. Well, really- they confirmed it. <laughs> so I'm, 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 yeah, I
1: know 50 different men than you do, thankfully. Um, so I am going to, we're going to be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Yeah. And I kind of want to talk about that sort of situation because to me, that's just somebody using you for masturbation. That's not casual sex. And yes. I don't really need to be somebody's masturbation toy. I, there are plenty exactly. of good toys on the market. Thanks very much. Yes, we'll are. be back in a couple of
0: minutes. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
2: business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the
1: time. Addiction. It's something many of us face. It can be nearly anything. Food, sex, alcohol, cannabis, heroin, or dependence on prescription drugs like pain pills, Xanax, Clonopin, or Ativan. Dr. Patricia Halligan hosts Recovery, The Hero's Journey. This groundbreaking program explores the many facets of addiction, including expert observations, best practices to help patients, and treatment options. Listen every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and Noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health &
0: Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome back to the A to Z of sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this is the final segment of N is for no shame. And I'm with Leah Holmgren. And before the break, we were talking about um, ghosting. So, um, and you were saying that, you know, some guys like to leave the door open because, you know, they might be horny one day and and all the people further up on their list are busy and they want you. Um, I think that if somebody ghosts you, they should be somebody that you're never willing to speak to again.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah, ghosting means like they never actually replied, blocked you on social media and so on and so far. So that is definitely, they will not reach out. I'm more talking about guys that text you like once a month and say, oh, I'm busy. Or if you ask them to come, they say they're busy. Like this excuses guys, you know? <laughs>
1: well, and but I also think that, you know, for one of the things about casual sex is that you need to be really good with consent because consent is the place where all this starts. And so you need to be having a conversation before you're fucking them about yeah. what are the parameters of this relationship as far as you're concerned. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's hard to ghost you if you've already agreed you're not going to talk after this.
2: Well, you know, yeah, more, but do you think they do it? <laughs> well,
1: but I would but
2: see I'm I'm saying
1: I'm advising people to do it. Oh, because, yeah. Because yeah. one of the issues here is if you don't if you don't get clear consent, then sometimes what happens and you're not being clear about what you're consenting to, sometimes what happens is people reconstruct things and then it's like, well, I felt manipulated and I felt coerced. Yeah. Did you did yeah. you feel coerced or are you now ashamed that you were having casual sex. And so now you feel coerced because there's, there is coercion. I'm not suggesting there isn't coercion, but I've also certainly had people sit in front of me who made the decision to have casual sex Mm -hmm. and then decided after they had the sex that they wanted to stay involved with the person. And when the person didn't want to stay involved with them, then they started saying, well, they felt coerced and they hadn't consented. So you need to be thinking about that too beforehand, right? This is an explicit conversation. And if I'm going to say yes to this person when I know all they want to do is fuck, then I need to understand that that's what I'm saying yes to. Yeah,
2: absolutely. I agree with you. It's just like in reality, you know, it it sounds great, but I honestly, guys are oftentimes not going to do this. And I ask him why. I said, why aren't you honest? It's not only about like, like I want to see only one time. It's also about like the casual sex. Like many men said, I can't tell her that I only wanna see her casually because then she's not gonna have sex with me. I can't like lose the advantage of having sex with her. So guys oftentimes lie to pretend that they are maybe interested in more just to get laid. And it's it's sad, you know, like I I appreciate honesty myself, like I was always honest to guys said, you know, but I'm a woman. So my situation was a little bit easier. If you tell a guy, you know what, I'm just looking for casual sex. Most of guys would be like, Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) It's not a problem. Drama free strings attached relationship. That's great. And maybe it's it's different when when you're so honest when a guy is honest with with women like that because you and I are very open minded you are non monogamous I was also non monogamous and, and I think it's easier for us to hear that than a lot of other women. Right, but then I would venture to say that you
1: shouldn't be having casual sex unless you're you're able to hear that, right?
2: Yeah, I if you're if
1: you're not able to be comfortable with a man saying to you or or, or for that matter anyone saying to you. Hey, all I want is some casual sex and I'd really like to enjoy that with you. Yeah. Then you shouldn't be having casual sex. If you are looking at it as a means to an end, it's not casual sex. This isn't a vehicle to start a relationship with someone. That's totally different.
2: Totally different.
1: And that's a bait. That's really a bait and switch, right? Yeah. Right. I'm going to give you my body because then maybe you'll get attached to me. That's a really bad way to start things. Starting with a dishonesty is a really bad way to start things out.
2: Yeah. And and it's it's also like oftentimes like you go to that act with wanting only casual sex, but then somehow you get attached. And that's so unexpected and a lot of women are upset about it. They do not want to be attached. But things just happen, especially when sex is really good. You are almost like addicted. You know, you have an addiction (laughs) that you want to have more of that. And then what if the guy just goes or he doesn't have time, he makes himself constantly busy. It's uncomfortable. But, but you but then again see this is why
1: for me the whole thing about this is you is you need to do your work first and know what you want yeah. and then yes. you need to be talking about it so for me yeah. the whole thing is you need to be talking about it to begin with so yeah if you, accident, if you get attached then you need to acknowledge that something different has happened I planned on casual sex and I see myself mm-hmm. attached and yes. like you said before am I really attached that's one of the questions or yes. right, mm-hmm. am I really attached or was it ju- is it just my way of Feeling okay about what I did, yeah.
2: or um, filling a gap. You know, I might be missing something in my life that this. Or time, I'm filling I a gap, but then I yeah, can fill a gap yeah. with
1: casual sex, yeah. right? I can say I'm going to fill a gap casually. Um, yeah. If that's not where we're at, and, and and I think it's actually something to do with this person, then I need to be exploring that myself first, yes. and then talking to them about it. But be ready to have them say. Sorry, this is what we agreed and that's what I want to stick to. And be grown up about it. You know, it might be painful, but you deal with your pain and
2: you move on. Exactly. Deal with your pain, let go, meditate, give yourself love, do something for yourself, you know, think about something else and it's going to be over sooner than, than late. And I also tell women, before you go on a date, write on a little stick sticky note and put it on your mirror. When you come home and you're moving your makeup, you can read it. It said, this was a hookup. And that's where it stays. I am not having expectations and I enjoyed it. That's it. And literally when you come home, read it 10 times if needed to make okay. up your mind about it.
1: <laughs> so
2: if people want to find this book, where are they going to find it? So my book is on Amazon. It's on uh, internationally sold in UK, Germany, US. It's called Hookup Without Heartbreak, How to Feel Empowered After Casual Sex. My name is Leah Holmgren and I think Amazon is the best place. Yeah.
1: Okay, so go find it on Amazon, and if they want to talk with you, like they might want to do some coaching with you, what's the best way to get in touch with you?
2: Just my website, uh, liaholmgren.com, and fill out the form, and I will get back to everyone. Brilliant. Thank you so much for joining me.
1: This has been a lot of fun. Okay, guys,
2: so uh, next week, the
1: letter letter is O, and um, oh my God, I haven't decided what we're talking about yet. (laughs) Um, it's just one of those, uh, one of those weeks, so um, be prepared to be surprised. We haven't decided yet. Uh, it depends on what the week looks like. Um, if you are interested in the topics that I've been presenting, now's the time to get in touch. At the end of the year is a great time to be thinking about getting these things sorted out so that 2022 is a different year when it comes to sex and relationships. You want to make sure that you're getting what you really desire. I have only a few spaces open for individuals, and I've got um, a group starting, uh, two groups actually starting in the new year. So you can DM me at lori.beth at drlauribethbisbee.com or hit me up on social media. I'm at drbisbee on Instagram and Twitter and on TikTok, it's uk. Um, I've got a group starting in uh, the end of January on non-monogamy. So if you're interested in exploring non-monogamy, you may find the group is for you. If you're interested, you can come as an individual, a couple, or a multi-partner relationship. And you want more information, do DM me. I'm going to wish you the best week. Have fun. Go out. Think about whether you want to try to have some hookups and how you can do that without shame. Let us know about your experiences and if there are any topics you want to hear about or people you want to hear from. And I will see you next week. Be safe
0: and have a great week. We hope you learned something today. But if you have more questions, go ahead and email them to Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Then be here next Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of The A to Z of Sex with Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee on Voice America Health and Wellness. See you next week.